Stephen Joe here. Hello. Welcome to the Land Academy Show, the House Academy Show. Entertaining real estate investment talk. I'm Stephen Jack Butella. And I'm Jill DeWitt, broadcasting from sunny Southern California. Today, Jill and I talk about the perfect price point for house acquisitions. Pricing, pricing, pricing. It's very popular around here. How do I price acquisitions to make money, Steve? That's what I hear in my sleep. And it makes a difference. It's a good question. And it can make or break uh, a mailer. And does. And does. Here's the good news. And I'll go into it in an incredible amount of detail. Pricing houses is easy. It's easy compared to land. It's a treat, actually. You know, there's mailers I've spent a whole week on them, full time. In land, never done that with houses. You don't need to. And I'll show you, tell you all about it in a second here. Uh, Before we get into it, though, let's take a question posted by one of our members on thehouseacademy.com online community. It's free. John asks, what is the difference in how you price expensive houses and cheap houses? This you want to cover it now or you want to roll a, it a in? This is a brilliant like one sentence uh, question because that's what this is all about. This is what house, house rehabbers really don't understand, or most of them, or a lot of them, and certainly most real estate agents don't understand the root of this question. So it's really, um, I'll cover it in the show, but it's very, pricing a $100,000 a market of $100,000 houses which are cheap ones, I would say, or even really cheap ones like in, in Detroit, four or five $2,000 houses versus the opposite extreme like uh, in California, Southern California here, which, you know, a, a, in every other part of the country, a, a $700,000 house here is a teardown everywhere else in the whole country. So, I'll, I'll, you know what, I'll just save it for the, that's really what this is all about. It's how to price I mean, it. a $700,000 house is a teardown here. You, you would buy a $700,000, 800-square-foot house here and, tear and happily move in and live your life in anywhere else in this country. Right. It would cost 25000 and you would tear it down and probably buy another one. So I've never seen right. sillier stuff go on in a housing market than in Los Angeles. It's nuts. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> People walk in and are like, you paid what for what? Yeah. It's hard to imagine. I'm like, yeah. Sillier. It's, it's weird. I don't think that's a word. Sillier? Yeah. It is for me. You know what it is about words? It's like jillify it. <laughs> Every year, dictionary comes out and they say, you know, this is now a word. Used to never be a word. The urban dictionary. Now it's a word. That's fair. That's ridiculous. I don't, I, oh, come on. We've made up, you've made up some words. You, bajillion. bajillion. That's, prob- that's probably a word. I don't think bajillion and it shouldn't one. be a word. Is lickety split? <laughs> that's just a phrase slang phrase from the 50s probably no that's probably not okay either see so it's okay i i don't mean to pick on you but you got some good ones you come out with (laughs) i don't think it's i mean i think it's funny to say i mean we all know they're not words what i'm saying is a dictionary is coming out and saying well you're gonna write some stuff and put this in there it's okay now yeah last year it wasn't okay that makes no sense to me. Well, I do believe new words evolve, like for technical terms that we didn't. So it's not like the dictionary's done, close, and it's never going to grow. All right. I know you're right. It just makes me... You know, in 1895, person, when Webster's wrote the first version, <laughs> I don't think internet was in there. All right. Rest my case. My mind is still open. Thank you. You're bright. Thank you. Turn it. <laughs> Today's topic, the perfect price point for house acquisitions. This is why you're listening. I think I have an answer. I just wrote down an answer. Do you want to hear my answer? The answer answer to what? 
This, I know there is no real short answer. Oh yeah, so you got a cute little I answer? gave it a number. Yeah, go ahead. I'm like, all right. Someone said, hey, Jill, knowing what you know, doing what you do, you're gonna go flip houses somewhere. What's the perfect price point that you would wanna do this? And you know what my answer is? I wanna buy them between 200 dollars and $350,000 because I think there's a this healthy market there. People can afford it, by the way. And then I want to sell them for mm, three to $550,000. How much do you make? Somewhere in there. So then it's going to depend on, well, I want to make at least on the low end, $40,000, $50,000. Okay, 50 grand. Uh-huh. That's exactly the, low end. the number I was going to say. And then on the high end, and then the high end, dollars $80,000. Yeah, those not, are my numbers too. And that's not greedy. You could do, like we were just talking about our LA market, you could buy something for 1.1 and sell it for 1.4. So let's continue along this, this thought line. It's not originally what I wanted, but I think it's really helpful. Mm -hmm. It's actually a good meeting for us because mm -hmm. we buy a lot of houses all over the map. Not, not all over the map physically, but just price point wise. So let me ask you some questions. If you bought a house for 250,000 bucks and you know you can sell it in its pre uh, present condition to somebody that's either gonna be a landlord or rehab it, you buy for 250 and you sell it for 270, 280. Oh, I'd like to get it for Is 300. That okay? Can I get 291? Okay, good. So this is what happens in real life. This is an, a, like an actual meeting with Jill and I, or it's like on our Thursday call. I need to make fifty grand, right? You know, and the number keeps going up. It used to be thirty. Remember that, right? If I bought a house, if we buy a house for seven hundred and fifty thousand, we know it's worth eight hundred. Is that okay with you? It should be worth nine or. <laughs> okay, more. so this is my question. This is my. So thing. it's not just fifty thousand. No. Okay, so here's. So it's it is scalable for you. It is scalable. So follow me on this. Okay. There's a few ways to look at this. I tend to look at it like, if I know I can make 50 grand on a $750,000 house, I'm gonna buy it and we're gonna resell it fast. And it's, it's because of the market situation. If I know I can make 50 grand on a $250,000 house and the days on market pass our tests, and I'll get to that in a second, and it's all, we're, I feel good about the market, Jill feels good about the market, it's the reason we sent the mail in there in the first place, we're gonna do both of those deals. I'm gonna lobby hard for both of those deals. This one, it sounds like, thinks the more acquisition dollars that you spend, the price point, the more money you should make. Yeah, I have a disease. And so <laughs> there's this return on investment component in typical investments, like if you're in, in business school or in accounting school, your ROI, that percentage on the two situations I described is very different. Making 50 grand on $250,000 is a real high ROI. Making fifty grand on a seven hundred and fifty thousand dollar investment, your ROI is much much lower. Right. Uh, it's actually thirty three percent of it. Now that I'm thinking about it, but here's my philosophical question to you: Both investments, exactly side by side. Let's say if it's just this is a philosophical conversation now. We we moved from accounting class to philosophy. We walked across campus. You got two houses. They're, they're going to sell. You're over in my wing. <laughs> you went from the math wing to the fun wing. <laughs> We're just laughing and partying going over there. And over there, everybody's got their heads down with writing. With writing. Don't write. Excuse me. Typing. Reading heads and writing. Heads down, typing. 
We're over here painting and these two fun. investments are in it, the planets are all aligned. <gasps> they're the exact same amount of risk. Exactly. They they're both exist in a in a financial vacuum. They're gonna sell at the exact in the exact amount of time with the exact amount of effort you're gonna put into it to buy it and sell it. Exactly. Would you do both of those deals if you knew you're gonna make fifty thousand dollars on each deal? So would I. So would I. So that's how I approach buying and selling houses. In fact, I'll take it to the next step. The days on market and the environment that we're in here in, in Southern California, these higher priced houses, there's price points. Like anything less than a million bucks sells like that, even if it's just the biggest pile of garbage there ever was. <coughs> Excuse me. I feel better about spending 750 from a risk standpoint in certain neighborhoods in Los Angeles. And by the way, the asset's just a pile of garbage. But I know it's going to sell fast because of what happened just three weeks ago, looking at comps and stuff. Way better than, let's say, buying a $250,000 house in mid-Michigan. Or Dallas is a good one. Or Arizona. Because there's generally more property on the market. Uh, and all, if you're a House Academy member, you know this. We, you analyze all this stuff down to the letter long before you ever put a mail campaign together. You choose a market very, very specifically for all these stats. Real low days on market, real low property that's listed as a percentage of all the property in that whole zip code. So you make sure these stats are really working in your favor, and then you start to go get a, a, a build a, a database and send out a mailer. So that's you know his question is what's the difference between low and uh, high? It's not that the prices of the houses don't matter. What matters is how much money you want to make dollar wise on each deal, and number two. You better make damn sure that long before you send the mail out that this is a market that you know because you know what's going to happen when you send mail out. We all do. Every for every two thousand letters you send, you're going to get buy a house. You want to make sure you can sell it. That's the answer. Are you enjoying yourself? I am. <coughs> you got that Christmas cold. Mm -hmm. It's okay. A lot of people have it. <laughs> Mom just told me it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> So what's the perfect price point? Yeah, what's your answer? The answer is fifty thousand dollars in margin. I would take that seven hundred fifty thousand dollars house over the two fifty one all day. If I, the numbers came back and it's less uh, risk. I want to add one little note here. All this profit is we still want to we're buying the acquisition, so we're coming in under what it's worth in its current condition. So the person that we're selling it to still gonna make money. That's the point too. We're not marking it up 50,000 so now we're at retail or something silly like that. We're marking it up where the next guy, we're getting something good out of it. He's getting something great out of it. I, and he's gonna do whatever he's gonna do to it and hopefully make $100,000. We have new House Academy members that, the reason I, I wanna do this episode is because we have new House Academy members that come to us and ask us this question like, I live in an area of, I don't know, I'm throwing some number out, Illinois or Tennessee, and the houses cost 25,000 bucks here. There's lots of houses for 25, I know I can buy them for five. And my answer is, if you're okay, making 10 or $15,000 on a house, then I'll, by all means you should buy it. It's the profit margin, the profit margin that you can bank on that should answer that question for you. You know, in Manhattan, New York, there's properties that are 10, 20, 30, 50 million dollars. You know, are those going to sell, resell really fast? No. 
No, they're not at all. But when they do, you're probably going to make a couple million bucks. I don't like that game. That's just me. Some people do it for a living and they do great. You know, there's the market that we live in, you know, a $10,000 house is very, very common. A $10 million house is very common. I don't like, I don't wouldn't play that game either. And it's right in our neighborhood. Mm-hmm. And they don't move as fast. I like as to the, make. As the, in our, in our neighborhood, the 800,000, well, if you could find one, let's just say there's in a no five mile radius. Yeah, yeah. Let's yeah. Go, maybe a 10 mile radius. You go just under a million to two million. There's a, that's a sweet spot. Most yeah, people around under here. Under two million walk in knowing they're gonna spend a million dollars on the house, period. And it might not be that great. It might still might be 1,500 square feet. Yeah. So. So, but think, I'll leave you with this. If you make $50,000 a house and you spend all your time doing everything that you're supposed to do as an investor very calmly and methodically, make 50,000 bucks a month, that's half a million, $600,000 a year. That's a great living by anybody's standards. I don't care where you, if you live in Los Angeles, or rural Illinois. That's a great living. So that's the real answer to this question. Ding, ding. Happy you could join us today. Every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, you can find us over on the Land Academy Show. And Tuesdays and Thursdays, we are right here with you on the House Academy Show. Tomorrow, the episode on the Land Academy Show is called Go Through Your Feelings and Come Out the Other Side. What the heck does that mean? You are not alone. And your real estate ambition. We have this Friday thing. <laughs> <laughs> it's Steve's Weird Friday. That's what people are calling it. Yeah, it is weird. Even people, myself. I get so much feedback on these Friday <laughs> topics. Yeah, like, what's he going to bring up today? Go through your feelings and come out the other side. I'm don't, sure. Don't sit in your feelings forever. Like And me, just sit in your feelings we and wait. all want to know what's going on in that <laughs> head and understand his feelings. I am shocked and amazed after all these years with together that you even care at all. (laughs) (laughs) Hence the eggnog I drink through January. (laughs) The House Academy show remains commercial free for you, our loyal listener. Wherever you're watching, wherever you're listening, please subscribe and rate us there. We We are are Stephen Jill. Jill. Information and inspiration to buy undervalued property.